0: Good morning and welcome to the Weekly Roundtable, C-SPAN here. I um, This is going to drop, we're recording it early, but it's going to drop around Christmas. So on behalf of uh, all the guys who have been guests and all the listeners and all the guys that have three, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, uh, 2021, basically be in the books by the time you're listening to this. And uh, let's start off and everybody have a great and happy 2022. So... Jumping right into today's topic, which is basically uh, we got uh, one of my I, a longtime friend of the roundtable, and a um, we're going to do an, basically an after-action report on the uh, very first Cadre Academy. And so um, let's start with the easy stuff first. Cadre Danny, who are you? How long you been doing F3? All
1: right. Well, Merry Christmas to you, C-SPAN. Uh, this is Danny Stokes, 49 Cadre, Linus. And Robert E. H. Me out of uh, Cola, Columbia, South Kakalaki, back in 2015. And a
0: special Friday shout out to Robert. And I, uh, I occasionally still. uh, Amen. I know. I uh, he's a guy still, and I know he's had surgery, and I know he's still trying to get out, uh, get out, and get after it. But uh, another guy who's just a super, super quality human, Um, and I miss that guy so. I do, too. Yeah, let's let's just get right into it. So we have the very first Cadre Academy, and I think for the podcast listeners that probably, I know some of us were really super into that, and there probably were some guys who weren't, but why don't you, before we get started, let's kind of talk a little bit about Cadre Academy and a little bit about this first, um, you know, kind of set the table for the listeners so they know what they're getting themselves into for the next half hour or so. So you take it from there.
1: Yeah, so part of F3's growth strategy is to use an, uh, an enabling, an accelerant uh, of a CSOP known as the, the GrowRuck training event, GTE, what we used to call GrowRuck. And next year, what you're going to see is an expansion of this program. We already have eight of these events on the books. And uh, we've been averaging about 100 men per event, but we want to Increase those numbers to about 150 men. And within the F3 cadre ranks, we simply don't have enough uh, cadre event leaders to support that growth. So we put a plan together to host a training course and actually recruit, uh, assess, and then train the future generation of F3 cadre uh, leaders. And this, this training course was called the Cadre Academy. And it occurred three weeks ago in Thurman, Ohio. And I'm happy to say that the event was a, a huge success. And we met the intent, which was to qualify some, some well-deserving potential cadre uh, leaders. We had uh, no loss of life, no serious injuries, and we went home with all the same equipment that we showed up with.
0: All right. And so I'm going I'm to let you pause and take a breath there. If you're a listener, I want you to pay attention to two things. One, we're going to talk about GTE and how cool these events are, and I know a lot of you guys are planners and you're trying to figure out uh, what you're going to do in 2022. And I'm going to go ahead and put a plug in and say, if you're a guy who's doing F3 a couple days a week, you can go over to one of these events and um, you'll survive. If you want to thrive, I would say put that ruck on your back, get some mileage in every other day, and do some hard workouts and you'll go to one of these events and thrive. And you'll benefit from the leadership portion. You'll also benefit from, um, you know, doing something difficult and uh, and accelerating while you're doing it and pulling your brothers along with you. I'm also going to say if you're a guy who is a, a leader that wants to develop your leadership talent, we're going to say, we're going to talk about Class 001 in the Cadre Academy, but we are actually, this is also a recruiting tool for Cadre Academy Class 002. So if you're listening to this and you feel like you're a good fit, um, continue to listen, take good notes, reach out to repito or Cadre Danny, and we'll, uh, we'll see if we can uh, get you into that next class. So why don't you talk to the uh, listeners a little bit about It was class one, so I know there was a lot with sign-ups and all that kind of stuff. you want to take it from there and kind of catch them up on that portion?
1: Yeah, so by the time F3 decided to host this event in December, uh, we we were already a little bit under the gun as far as opening an application process. And that window was open for about two months, uh, from the end of August to the end of October. And surprisingly at least it was a a surprise to me very few men actually applied for the Academy about uh, well exactly 15 did the application itself was pretty extensive and the, and the reason for that is we're trying to recruit the absolute best from among F3 of those 15 applications we received uh, one was rejected and the other 14 were approved and then uh, in the days leading up to the actual academy, uh, two men, unfortunately, had to withdraw, uh, one based on family priorities and the other based on work priorities. So that left us 12 that actually showed up on December 3rd to conduct the academy. And then as we went through the academy, we, we had one, uh, VW. However, no medical drops, uh, no performance drops, and 11 actually graduated of those 11 graduates, two are now qualified Cadre, that is Cadre Anaconda and Cadre Slaughter. Uh, both of these men had previously conducted successful GTEs as a cadre in training, and they did that before we had the mechanism of of an academy. So by them going through the academic portion, they uh, they in fact are now qualified Cadre members. The remaining nine are cadre and training status, meaning they will come to a future GTE and they will shadow uh, a cadre member, they'll lead certain evolutions uh, and be evaluated on their performance. And each one of these CITs has a unique path. Some require as little as one event, some might need a couple of events with some extra training or mentoring, just depends. On the uh, consensus of the six veteran CT members. And I'm gonna let you take a
0: hold on one second. I'm gonna let you take a breath there. I might not have made it clear, but the uh, to make it through the academy, um, this was a super challenging uh, physical event. And I think maybe we should, uh, as you're giving your backstory here, make sure we kind of talk a little bit about what they actually. Did you? It was a tough event, so I want to make sure we, you know, we got a bunch of 1st stuff guys in here that listen to this, so make sure you uh, you include that in your summary. So I'm yes. handing it back to you.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, I can talk through some of the highlights of the Academy uh, and let you hear some of the nitty-gritty physical stuff that, that these men underwent.
0: You know, we want to hear that part.
1: <laughs> right on. Okay, so let me let me set the stage. It's early December in Southeast Ohio, and it's cold. <laughs> uh, so the men showed up and started at at bright and early dark 700 hours on a Friday in uh, Jackson, Ohio. We started with a uh, an APFT, then a one mile uh, burden carry with 100 pounds. This was a timed evolution max repetitions of pull-ups. We went to a YMCA. We knocked out the three big lifts, uh, deadlift, back squat, and press. Each man had to get a three rep max of those. Then we went out and did a nine-mile timed ruck march, 30 pounds dry uh, in the rucksack as far as the weight, very hilly terrain. And all of that was just uh, the, the entrance PT test. That took about five hours to get through all of that. And then once the, uh, the men changed out of their PT uniform and put on their uh, utility uniform, then we went out onto the War X obstacle course. So the, the host venue for the Cadre Academy is uh, Ohio's premier obstacle course race. It's called War X. It's um, founded and owned by U.S. Army veteran Jake Moore, and this place is phenomenal. There's obstacles all over the property. Um, If you go there during an actual race, they have pyrotechnics and gunfire and smoke and all kinds of cool stuff. Um, So we actually went through a portion of their race known as Chaos Reigns, and there was some chaos. The the men had to overcome fear of uh, water, uh, and actually some of the obstacles require subsurface uh, movement. Fear of heights, uh, the men had to work together uh, confidence team style to move certain apparatus over top of and through various obstacles. They had to deal with uh, terrain, a lot of uh, hilly terrain there, steep, nasty draws, mud, water, <laughs> uh, you name it, they found it out there on the O course. And then uh, about the time we pulled off the obstacle course, night had fallen and then the men went out for some unknown distance timed run. Uh, later in the night, they got to take a little break and do a service project for one of the residents there on the farm. And the men split wood for this guy and set him up for for his winter uh, firewood. Then they got to do some uh, F- SFAS-style contraption building, uh, courtesy of Cadre Shredder. And this was <laughs> this was pretty funny to watch too, just using you know farm implements and and uh, gear that's sort of laying around scattered on the on the property there. There were a couple of um, candidates that had pre-existing injuries that um, prevented them from walking very far. Cadre Slaughter was one of them. So these guys got to experience the Freedom Chair, which is a ruggedized wheelchair, and before you think that they got a break, uh, it's not really a brake because this wheelchair has uh drive arms that the wheelchair occupant actually <laughs> propels this off road uh, wheelchair with it's got gearing like a bicycle gearing that he, that you drive with uh, with their arms. Then there was more physical evolutions that went all through the night. We're basically trying to induce some sleep deprivation, expose them to the uh, the elements and uh and make them fatigued so that we could assess their decision-making ability, their emotional maturity, and their teamwork ability. Once we got through that first night, after about 24 hours of work, uh, gave them a little class on priorities of work, which is the the military's way of saying (laughs) do the most important thing first and then the least important thing last. And then uh, they went into a rest plan. After the rest plan, we woke them up and put them through about 14 hours of classes. Uh, There were 32 terminal learning objectives that we had to get through, everything from how to do a risk assessment, uh, troop-leading procedures, medical classes on hot weather injuries, cold weather injuries. We did CPR training, uh, route briefing, uh, correction route planning, safety briefings. We even taught them how to conduct a closing ceremony and patch the participants once you're done with a GTE. Then, around 1 a.m. on early Sunday morning, when they thought that they were done with all of the academic portion, we issued the candidates an op order and put them into a planning sequence where they had about five hours to actually plan for an upcoming GTE that would start at 6 a.m. At that point, after we gave them the op order, uh, the cadre team disengaged from them entirely. And it's sink or swim time at that point. We, we gave them no guidance on their chain of command or who's the leader, who's not a leader, any kind of roles, no task org. We gave them no priorities of work. It was entirely up to them how they conducted their planning and their rehearsals, their brief act, and prepared for the event. And we told them, by the way, you've got a class of 20 to 25 men that will be here at 6 AM ready to conduct a GTE. And i tell you, the class uh, successfully planned that, uh, that event. Uh, they didn't have the time to actually lead a full 12-hour GTE. We had them compress it into three hours. And then we called this the uh, Colex, the Culminating Exercise. This is how the CADRE team actually evaluated each one of the candidates. At the end of that COLEX, we had them conduct peer evaluations. And then while they were doing uh, site beautification, the CADRE team did some deliberation. We discussed and reviewed each dossier on each of the 11 candidates. And uh, made decisions uh, to either go or no go each one of them. And what a jam-packed weekend it was, C. Span.
0: And I'm uh, I'm going to let you take a breath because that was a lot of information. So, a couple things. Uh, if you're a listener, I want to make sure I review why he uh, why he catches or collects his thoughts uh, before we move on to the rest of this. Um, if you are going to sign up to uh, for the cadre class the 002. Uh, you know, to me, when we uh, we had the podcast, we're uh, announcing Cadre Academy. Uh, Dred was on, and uh, Linus was on uh, two different shows. We talked a little bit about this. Um, you know, this kind of tactical fitness that all of us have been working on, which is you got to be able to do pull ups, you got to be able to move weight, and you got to be able to run, and you got to be able to ruck. Um, the other thing that I think, um, just I didn't participate but I'm going to tell you what I keep hearing is you've got to be able to do some classroom work and you've also got to be able to plan. So as you're preparing yourself, uh, if you want to join one of these academies, uh, I'm going to say get your first stuff in order, but you're also going to have to work on uh, training and teaching and then your organization as you, as you are required to plan an event. If you've never moved large groups of men or troops anywhere, uh, it's it sounds like it's very simple, but I will tell you as somebody who's done it, uh, some of my most frustrating uh, times in leadership is just getting guys from point A to point B in a timely manner without it looking like a big old gaggle. And so uh, there's plenty of practice. And I'm going to say if you're in a region and they know you're um, getting ready to go to the academy, make sure that uh, you get a platoon of guys who don't want to agree with you and do whatever you're going to do and let them practice, you know, uh, get some practice reps in uh, before you actually go to your first class. So, dude, it sounds like a great event. I, uh, I know I took a, kind of stole some of your thunder there because I'm ar- I'm already planning on how to tell guys how to you know I'm trying to do the cliff notes for guys on how to do better in the second class. So, I guess yeah. Um, you want to trans you want to transition and start talking about these guys because I sound this sounds like a really uh, it sounds like you had a great class of you know a great group of guys. You want to you want to go through that and tell us a little bit about each one of these guys.
1: Yeah, I would love to do that. It, I, it would be an honor to introduce to F3 Nation the newest addition to our cadre bench. We have 11 more now, uh, in addition to the original six, so 17 on the F3 cadre roster. Uh, these are the men that you're going to see in the upcoming GTEs in 2022. But be, before I introduce them, c you know something you said. I want to. Uh, I, I just want to reinforce a principle that you mentioned. And those people that are interested in leading F3 events, whether it's a GTE or or whether it's a CSOP of of your creation, or hell, even if it's just your your neighborhood AO workout, nobody ever is going to just hand you the playbook. You know, nobody's gonna develop a plan, do all the coordinations, and then say, here, would would you lead this thing that I planned? That just isn't realistic. And it's the same thing within GTE is each one of the cadre meticulously works for weeks and months leading up to the GTE to to do all the necessary planning and coordinations to have a successful event. We do not show up at the uh, event location and pull it out of our ass and just wing it. Because that's not professional, and so one thing that we really try to teach within the cadre Academy are the skills necessary for these new cadres and training to to be able to conduct that planning for For the men out there that uh, are not planners, you don't have that skill set, you can either develop it, <laughs> you can be trained uh, or if it's not your if it's not your thing then uh... maybe you fit in somewhere else with that i want to <laughs> i want to tell you about the very first dude that applied for cadre academy C-SPAN. this guy was uh... the only man standing for a long time so cadre and training wise guy alan chen out of tallahassee florida he was the first applicant i mean within days of us opening the window uh, I had received his application, and uh, after about two days of processing the application and verifying all of his credentials and uh, doing all the follow-up calls with his referrals, uh, he was approved, and then he was the only guy that ap- applied for about a month. And <laughs> we, we were really worrying that nobody else was going to apply. But eventually they, they started trickling in. But wise Guy, he's a, he's a radiologist. And he's currently in the U.S. Army Reserves. Uh, interestingly, he is a little bit of an OCR guy, so he actually had experience at Warx. He had he'd been there several years during their summer race series, so he kind of knew what to expect. He was even calling Jake, uh, the owner of Warx, to kind of get some G2, which I thought was, um, you know, again that planning piece I was talking about. He was doing his planning ahead of time. Uh, solid performance from Wise Guy. He was the the first casualty of the of the obstacle course, though. As he negotiated some monkey bars that were suspended about, I don't know, ten feet above a pond, he he um he missed one of the rungs and slipped and uh, fell into the water below, and uh his, it knocked his glasses off of him, and they quickly sank to the bottom of the muddy pond and he couldn't find them like nobody could there's no way you're going to find some glasses in the bottom of that water so he exited the water and i asked him hey can can you see okay he said yeah i can just see some shapes <laughs> and uh i said well uh, are you safe to to continue and he said yeah and he he pressed on for several more obstacles before finally uh we we decided to let him go back and get his second pair of glasses from the uh from the barn but yeah, uh, a lot on, of courage on his on part. To...
0: Hold, yeah, hold on one second. We just got to call out uh, what's a badass? A badass is a guy who does it without his glasses on, no one can see crap, <laughs> and he still presses on. That uh, dude, that's a great story. I'm
1: handing it back to you. I'm telling you, yeah, uh, good good performance. I think we're going to see good stuff from from Wise Guy. He's he's very motivated and has a huge heart to to serve. And, and like I already said, this was the first guy to step up out of all of F3. He was, he was prepared to pull that trigger immediately. The next cadre in training is motorboat Addison Hayes out of uh, Indianapolis, Indiana. He's actually the current Nantan of Indy. Uh, I've got to tell a, a quick story about motorboat. So during the culminating exercise, the colex, we tasked the class to do something that we don't normally do in an actual GTE and that is we wanted them to lead a true F3 workout just a normal beatdown style not necessarily a ruck PT session but just a typical boot camp workout And the reason for that is because uh, we had about five FNG's travel in from from um, out of town in order to be our test dummies and so we wanted those fngs to have at least a taste of what a true f3 workout is and we wanted to do a name rama so that they could get their names right so motorboat actually led that he was the cue of an f3 workout which was tucked inside of a colex which was a mock gte which was in a cadre academy so uh, a lot of confusion there on, on roles and what's, what's real and what's notional. And, of course, he being evaluated as he went through this workout. But Motorboat, um, he knocked it out of the park. All five of those FNGs uh, got their names. They had a great, great effect. Ball of man right there at the end of it. And I'm quite sure uh, all five of those men are going to uh, remain with the organization. The, the next guy, you you probably know him, uh, flight nurse, cadre and training flight nurse, Jeff Marsh, out of Wilmington, North Carolina, very close to where I grew up in Brunswick County, North Carolina. So flight nurse, uh, he is a nurse practitioner by trade, U.S. Navy veteran. He was an aviation mechanic in the Navy. Uh, the cool thing about his time in service is he spent literally half of his time in the Navy at sea. And most guys listening to this uh, call probably know him for uh, leading the end at Ruck during the 10-year anniversary there in Wilmington. His reputation preceded him for sure. Solid performance from Flight Nurse, and I think we are going to see excellent uh, cadre performance from him as soon as we can uh, get him to a GTE. Yodel is our next cadre in training. Let me talk about uh, Brent Methaney. This guy's out of St. Louis, Missouri, and he has a huge presence there. He's a uh, State Farm insurance agent. He, as he was training for the cadre academy, he actually broke his foot. And this guy, uh, instead of bowing out, he did the best he could to protect that injury and, and try to rehab it. He uh, pretty much stopped training, uh, you know, stopped his rucking, stopped his running, all that for about four or five weeks before the Academy and then still had the courage to show up pretty much untrained uh, with a recovering uh, foot fracture and then go through the Cadre Academy with um, you know with that status and he uh, I don't know if that was a wise decision I think the uh, his orthopedic surgeon would be the one to (laughs) tell us whether that was a a good call or not but it definitely demonstrates the dedication uh, commitment by he and his classmates. So uh, solid performance from from Yodel and uh, and and great presence from from St. Louis. Do I still got you there, C-SPAN? Oh, you still got me. You're doing
0: great, and I'm I'm just I'm like scribbling down notes, going, "Holy crap! You got a really good <laughs> you got a really good cast of characters here, man." Um, so I'm telling you.
1: Yeah, it's like a dream team. I know. No, I, just, I paused for a second. It was so quiet on the line. I was like, that would be crazy if the call disconnected, and I'm just talking on and on to myself for like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> like that's never yeah, happened well, before.
0: And I was going <laughs> uh, to tell you, the, list, the listeners got to understand, the list of guys he just listed out was, uh, I, guess, I guess we're about halfway through your class now, I mean, yeah. every single guy, one of these guys is solid. And uh, if you're going you're gonna to see these guys' names popping up uh, as their catering events, you're going to have to go just so you can see, uh, get, see them in action. So I'll let you keep going down the list. I'll, be, I'll keep being quiet.
1: No, you're right. These are heavy hitters. And this is why we had such a high success rate. Uh, I mean, 11 out of 12 guys graduated from the Cadre Academy. That's phenomenal. And it's not because we made it easy. It's because these guys stepped up and they performed. And it was not, an, you know, not a, a given. Just because you make it to the end of the academy did not mean like automatic graduation. There was definitely, uh, like I said, deliberation by the, by the C team based on each man's uh, merit and performance. But cadre training, Uncle Rico, uh, Mike Ruffing out of Naperville, Illinois, He's an accountant executive with uh, Darwell. This dude is the epitome of the quiet professional. And that's what I really respected about his performance at the academy is, uh, you know, not a spotlighter, but he was always the guy helping others. Uh, Physically, he was a stud. Probably, if I I went back through all of the PT scores, he he probably had the best scores across the board and – in, in the academic portion, always paying attention, always asking you know, thought-provoking questions or following up on, on details. You could tell he really, really wanted to learn the material. And uh, great performance from, from Uncle Rico. Really looking forward to working with him. That, that's the kind of guy that you want on your team. And, and matter of fact, all of these men, I'm, I'm really eager to embrace them on the cadre team. The next cadre in training I want to introduce is uh, Akron, Council Glenn, out of Greensboro, North Carolina. Again, my home state. And Akron, he's the site cue for Wakanda. He's a U.S. Army reservist, 11 Bravo infantryman. And his uh, military background definitely showed at certain, certain phases. He is the subject matter expert on welcome party procedures. And so that was uh, interesting to watch him lead the welcome party during the colex, but uh, Akron, he's solid. We're going to see good performance from him. He, he emerged pretty early on uh, in the GTE lineup of 2020 uh, down at Grand Strand. Several of the cadre sort of singled him out and said, wouldn't that be a good future cadre? And, and here he is well on his way. The next cadre in yeah, on training. Olaf. Hold, hold, hold
0: on. Yeah, hold hold on one second, because I think the listeners got to notice one thing. Because I, I was scribbling out where these guys are, and basically we we got F three across the country here <laughs> represented also. So it's not a bunch of guys from from Charlotte Metro. These guys are all from all over the place, and they're the superstar rock stars from across the country. So I'm i uh, I'm going back on mute. Keep going.
1: Well, no, I'm I'm glad you said that, and w- one of the reasons I'm actually mentioning where each one of these guys is from is because these are the high impact men of F3. Like every single one of these dudes has served in some kind of leadership capacity with, within F3 already, and that's why they they took that challenge, they took that uh, that calling to the next step to enter into the cadre pipeline and and certainly uh, Akron is a community leader where he lives there in, in Greensboro. Um, Where'd I leave off? I wanted to talk about cadre and training Olaf, uh, Garrett Purvis out of Fort Mill, South Carolina. <clears throat> He's a uh, he works for Husqvarna and I tell you I was so impressed with Olaf's performance during the Cadre Academy, and I'm probably going to talk about him a little bit longer than the others, because what I observed of Olaf really deepened my love for this man, because he, he's dealing with a, uh, a health condition that manifests itself to the casual observer kind of as misbehavior and as misconduct, and so he... He kind of gets a bad rap uh, among some, some circles, among some groups. And his behavior at times can be a little bit irritating. You know, he, he talks when he should be listening, and, and he bounces around when he should be sitting still. And um, he, he kind of takes an extra measure of patience, uh, for those of you that have, have done events with cadran uh, Training Olaf. But I tell you what, nobody, nobody can question his heart nor his dedication. And I'm going to share a, a little thing I observed by Olaf during the obstacle course. We, we've all heard the cliche about somebody giving you the shirt off their back. I literally saw Olaf do that in about 34 degree weather uh, coming out of a water obstacle. He noticed that one of his classmates, uh, Babyface, was close to hypothermia. Babyface couldn't get warm and the next obstacle that they went on to was uh, a vertical obstacle so they were up off the ground colder now because air is coming underneath their feet and Olaf literally took his one dry piece of clothing that he had he stripped it off and he gave it to babyface so that so that babyface could have that comfort and get that warmth and for those of you listening you might be thinking yeah I'd do that too well would you uh I don't know, maybe, but I I saw Olaf do that. Olaf is uh, the kind of guy on our team that's probably going to require a little bit closer supervision than somebody else just because of uh, leadership maturity, but I completely embrace him onto the cadre team. Uh, We're in talks of maybe giving him a new cadre name, Um, more to follow on that. But I think that uh, he's definitely going to be an asset to our team and looking forward to working with him in the upcoming year.
0: hey uh, before you move on could I, I just want I want to make sure that we call this out because he's somebody I've known um, actually since he started f three so I've known him but if you're a guy who maybe requires uh, a little maybe you have something that uh, you think would prevent you from being a cadre. I want Olaf's the kind of guy that there has to be a first guy that steps up and says, I'm willing to try it. Right. And he's done that. And if you've got something that you feel is a hindrance to you being um, able to participate in cadre Academy, reach out to Rapido or, or to Linus. And let's, let's start the discussion because, you know, part, part of F3 being open to all men, it doesn't mean we all have to be perfect right? And so we'll take you wherever we can find you. I don't know if there's anything you want to add on that. I just, I feel like that topic's too important for us not to make sure
1: we emphasize. No, absolutely. I I think, I think the last time I was on the call with you on on this um, podcast, I talked about, you know, if we have a cadre with some kind of a chronic injury or physical disability, like we will empower that dude to perform the role, whatever it takes and in the case of Olaf it's not a it's not a physical disability but there there's a there's a mental component there that that requires you know medication and it requires uh, a a lot of focus on his part to to cope with this and deal with this and so hell yeah we meet him where he is and and hell yeah we'll empower him to do this role and that's why I'm saying he requires probably a little bit closer supervision but that's that's the empowerment piece. And, uh, and C SPAN, I appreciate what you said because there, there's nobody that's going to be turned away from this program uh, just because of some kind of uh, a, an illness or an injury or disability. It's on the merit of yeah, each man. One each more man. Th-
0: yeah, and one more thing. He loves that Q source. You talk about a guy who knows Q source inside and out, he's a guy who loves that Q source, and just a shout out to those guys. So keep going down the list.
1: Okay. Right on. Uh, let's see. Cadre and training full house, uh, Ty clam out of Katy, Texas, real estate broker. This guy is the, uh, the quintessential humble athlete. Uh, he, he could tell you his own journey of, of weight loss and how F3 has, um, has helped him in his personal life. Uh, Full House. He has. He really has the ability to engage uh, a group. He was, He's really good at the art of the AAR, and I kind of see a lot of Sunrisers in his future, <laughs> which is you know that part of the GTE where we we, we sort of um, take a pause and, and reflect and, and allow the spirit to move. And uh, we're we're uh, happy to have Full House Full House on the team. Uh, he he is one of these guys that uh, he's he's pretty good at uh, at laying low, and so we're we're going to work on uh, with him to uh, to get him to come out of his shell a little bit more. But uh, I think he will respond quickly and uh, and definitely uh, be an asset to the Cadre team. Cadre and training babyface Tony Cipriani out of Cherokee, Georgia. Uh, He works at a high school. He's a dean of students. This guy had kidney stones leading up to Cadre Academy. Had to have surgery. Uh, His doctor said, following the surgery, that his uh, kidneys were not fully functioning yet. Or, um, I mean, they were functioning, but they weren't um, 100%. And that uh, he should not go into a field environment and risk infection from, you know, dirty, muddy. Uh, water and all that. So we actually made a decision to not put Babyface through the physical evolutions and just bring him through the academic evolutions. But <laughs> this is the kind of guy he is. After the APFT, which was the very first thing we did, uh, he came he came uh, over to me on the side and said that he wanted to insert into the class and do all the physical stuff. I was pretty reluctant to allow that because of his uh, doctor's orders, but we, we went ahead and took a risk and allowed him to go through the course, and he was just ready to tag in. He, he, he was uh, willing to take a little bit of a health risk in order to snap in and, and be a team asset, and I can tell you out of the eight peer evaluations, uh, four rated him either first or second, so that, that tells a lot about a guy when his own teammates are, uh, are holding him consistently in those top positions. So lot, lot of, uh, we saw a lot of courage and perseverance coming out of Babyface. He had a little bit of a, of a scare uh, in our water crossing. One of the most challenging obstacles we did involved going into this big uh, culvert that was inserted into a pond, And at the bottom of the culvert, you had to actually hold your breath, go underwater, and then you would would, uh, emerge in the actual middle of the pond. And then you had to swim across the pond. And then to get out of the pond on the far side, again, you had to uh, hold your breath, go underwater, find the opening of the far side culvert, uh, swim up into it, and then slither out of it (laughs) like a snake. Well, about halfway uh, across that that water obstacle, uh, Babyface started to hyperventilate and went into a panic. We had a safety boat in the water, and, and shortstop of Gary Ross were able to paddle over to him uh, almost instantly, but um, Babyface, he he gained his composure. Even though he was still hyperventilating, he he knew that he just had to persevere and get across the water, and and he did exactly that. I mean, he gave us a scare, but... He uh, he managed to to survive the ordeal, so my hat, my hat's off to him. And and since Babyface did not do the APFT, uh, one of his conditions for CIT status was that he would have to go home and do the APFT graded by a cadre. Thankfully, cadre Bloodhound and he live in the same AO, so uh, Bloodhound actually graded his PT test. Uh, this week and he passed. So we'll see him at an upcoming event as a cadre in training. Yeah. The last two hey, guys, I'm this is going to be really. Out.
0: Yeah. Hold on a second. I, I got to say one thing as a guy who hates the water. If you're, <laughs> I am going to tell you, I, I learned to swim in the Marines. I'm going to tell you, you can get through that fear. It's a terrible fear for all you guys that have it. And I'm telling you, I'm right there with you. Um, but I'm sure if uh, if the if the water fear is a problem, reach out to these guys. We can uh, we can help you with that one. Okay, handing it back to you. I know we've got a couple more to go.
1: Yeah, so that was the nine cadres in training. And then we have Cadre Anaconda, Matt Chenworth out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and then Cadre Slaughter, uh, John Lambert out of Charlotte, uh, Nantan of F3. <laughs> Everybody should know that name. But these guys are now fully qualified cadre. You'll see them as early as GTE 26 performing cadre duties. And uh, their their performance was uh, rock solid all, all through the cadre academy. As a matter of fact, during the colex, we had to notionally fire both of those guys because they just emerged as the natural leaders of the candidate class. And they were kind of making it difficult for me and the and the cadre graders to actually do what we needed to do. So we, we took them out of the equation uh, so that we could put a little bit more pressure and stress onto the ones that we were trying to evaluate. But, but these guys did great. Uh, Anaconda, I've I known him from my OEW days. Uh, he and I were mass athletes together. And a Marine Corps veteran, uh, he, he works at a university there in South Florida uh, in the Veterans Affairs Department. And just a rock solid guy. Uh, Really easy to work with, super, uh, super intelligent, very dynamic. And then um, Slaughter, this, this is a guy that you know I've been working with for numerous uh, GTEs. Uh, usually he's in a trainer role, and then he'll go under the log uh, throughout the ruck phase. And then um, he kind of overdid it in, in 2022 and developed some pretty severe Achilles tendonitis. So uh, for what uh, for GTE25 in Sacramento, uh, we advised him to not go under the law, just to preserve that ankle and maybe just do uh, cadre and training uh, duties, which he did. And during GTE25, he was able to develop a checklist for us so that as we're evaluating future cadres and training, we have an actual um, written document that we can go write down and observe these guys as they execute, you know, various skills throughout the, the ruck phase. So uh, Slaughter goes without saying, he's definitely an asset to F3 nation as our leader, but now having him on the, on the cadre team adds that, uh, that level of, of uh, dynamic teamwork. So very happy to have him. And that rounds out our, new cadre team.
0: And I, am going to tell you, I appreciate you going through each one of these guys. Every one of them sounds like they have a very specific skill. Hopefully we, uh, as the listeners are, went through that, they understand the importance of each one of these guys and basically building the next generation of leaders for F3. And so we're going to tell these guys, we appreciate them. And we're also going to make a pitch that, uh, if you're one of these guys, you were on the fence this year, please, please, please sign up. Um, so, let's transition now and let's get the listeners. Uh, I guess let's talk a little bit about what's coming up because I uh, I feel like the next event is going to be uh, it'll be the first time you guys have a have a queue of cadre just uh, you know itching to get in the game. So let's let's talk about that. Where you want how you want to present that to the listeners.
1: Well, if if you don't know, GTE twenty six is planned for March 26th of 2022 in the Eastern Fleet, North Carolina. So that'll be Greenville, North Carolina. The registration is open. So go to the uh, F3 website or the Grow Ruck website and register for that event. That'll be the season opener for F3. So that'll be the first out of uh, eight GTEs that we'll see. and. This is in the heartland of F-3. Uh, you know, this is it's called Eastern Fleet for a region. There's a huge conglomeration of, of, uh, of regions there. And uh, I think the timing of this event is, is, is uh, dang near perfect, because it's about eight or nine weeks after, after the new year. Gives you plenty of time to, to train up for this individually and, and collectively. And like you said, C-SPAN, we're going to see a pretty extensive lineup of both cadre and cadre in training at this event. So we've, we've got five cadre uh, coming in for this event, and then six, six out of those nine CITs will be there. And we'll probably pair up a CIT with a cadre, and then uh, kind of how we normally do, we will take the class and divide them into platoons and then, um, and then get after it. But this is... Uh, this is something I'm really looking forward to. We've got the C1 as uh, Major Payne. So he's uh, out of uh, F3, the capital, former 18 Alpha Special Forces officer, and uh, in, in Major Payne, he is a kick-ass cadre. So with him as the C1, I think we're going to see some new stuff that you haven't seen from me nor Dread, And so if uh yeah, if you if you're looking for a GTE, this, this is the one that you need to be at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, we hey, we're gonna go ahead and say if you've done one, um, this is probably a pretty good one because I feel like we're up in the ante. Uh like I feel like the uh, th- this is gonna be one you wanna experience. The first one of twenty twenty two is gonna raise the bar and then I imagine all the every event after this for twenty twenty two is gonna be a blast. So Awesome. Oh yeah. I I um I feel like there's one more thing we got to get out of the way cuz I know we're almost on top of our time. Why don't you catch the listeners up? I know um we basically talked about all these guys and these, you know, rightfully so, these guys who, you know, jumped in the ring and said, "I'm ready to to give it a whirl." But I know there was a lot of behind the scenes stuff that happened you want to kind of just quickly go through that list of people who made this event, because I know there was a bunch of stuff behind the scenes that happened to make this event work. Um, I'll just, I'll get out of your way. I'm going back on mute.
1: Yeah, I, I do have a pretty long list of, of thank yous that I would love to just uh, transmit out there. Hopefully these people are able to tune in and hear that F3 nation appreciates what they did to contribute to the success of cadre academy. Now, I, I wrote all these down, so I don't want you to think that I'm spouting off uh, from the <laughs> from memory. And since it's written down, I'm gonna I'm gonna go at 1.5 times speed so that we can maximize the uh, listener's attention. So let me give a shout out do and it. thank Let's you to Miss Yeah, uh, Mrs. Tara Richards, Assistant Principal at the Jackson Middle School in Jackson, Ohio, for allowing the uh, class to use the track for the APFT. Thank you to Derek Gilbert, Uh, this is one of our FNGs, he is now known as Roadrunner, and Derek, or correction, Roadrunner, he's the program manager at the Jackson area YMCA, and he allowed our class to use the weight room for the big three lifts. Thank you to Jake Moore, the founder and owner of Warrex, for accommodating F3, provided vehicle support, Intel, uh, any help we needed. Shout out and thank you to Steve Richards, uh, formerly an FNG, now he's Granny Smith. He actually lives on the War X property, which is the Richards Brothers Fruit Farm. He hosted a Saturday night college football uh, party in his barn, which attracted a lot of the F3 Columbus guys. He made himself available to anything we needed. Uh, shout out to his nephew, Cody Richards, who also lives on the property there. He procured five CPR dummies and several uh, AED training aids for use in our medical classes. I think he borrowed these from the Bloomfield Volunteer Fire Department, so thank you to the fire department as well. Thank you to Jeremy Charlo, former FNG. Uh, he is now known as Bobby Flay. This was our camp cook for the weekend, and man did he really bust his ass uh, making sure everybody was fed and on time. Shout out and thank you to Jason Lawtrip, uh, former FNG. He's now known as OnlyFans. <laughs> he, he assisted Jeremy in the uh, kitchen and then also for any of the support duties that uh, that we needed, the shortstop had for him. Thank you to Justin Moore. This is the brother of Jake Moore, the owner of Warx. Uh, Justin was our medic for the week, for the whole weekend. He did 24-hour medical coverage, and then he also taught all the medical classes. Uh, shout out to Todd DeHayes, Mariah, the uh, F3 Columbus Nantan. Uh, he answered shortstop's appeal to provide us some test dummies or what. Dredd would call G's or guerrillas, our guerrilla force. He rallied approximately 12 packs from the greater Columbus area, and they made a two-hour road trip down there to War X just to to be standing tall at 6 a.m. on that Sunday morning. Shout out to Shortstop. Shortstop, he went above and beyond the call to provide all the support necessary. He was a support cue for the Cadre Academy, drove in all the way from Kingston, North Carolina, hauling gear both ways, Shortstop, thank you. And then let me give a shout out t- to that that G Force, the Gorillas, the G's. We had Crash, Wilson, Court Martial, Blue Balls, Jorel, Bootleg, French Toast, Mountain Man, Zoolander, Village People, and Goose. And if I forgot if I forgot any of you, I, I certainly apologize. But thank you so much, men, for making that trip, coming down there, suffering through the cold, uh, being the the test class during the colex, and then also appreciate you guys hanging out by the campfire afterwards and giving us your feedback in ways that we can improve the next class. Over. <laughs> and, uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, and I was going to say boom, and I think you did it right at a 1.5 rate, and I'm going uh, to give you a loud and uh, thunderous tea clap for getting through that. Normally, Whew, I, thanks. I know we're on top of our time. Yeah, we're on top of our time. Normally, I would say um, – this is kind of, I'm going to open it up, and I know you, we've been talking about Cadre Academy, but I know you're a guy who's really invested in, uh, in F3, and a lot of the guys before, before this was formal, you were investing guys um, through the same group of guys through Go Rock events. So I'm just going to kind of get out of your way, uh, kind of end of the year, any uh, words of wisdom, anything you want to leave the listeners with, um, I'm just going to, I'm going to let you take it from there.
1: Well, C-SPAN, I don't know how many of your guests uh, thank you for what you do for F3 and for the, the lives of men across the United States, so thank you for taking the time out of your schedule, even to accommodate me tonight and record this so that you can publish it next week, you know, after a full day of work and coming off your own travel schedule. Uh, I, I appreciate the sacrifices that you make, and and not only for this podcast, but I don't know how many of your listeners know that you made the trip to New York city on September 11th, you infiltrated the Bronx linked up with me at a safe house and then rocks 13 miles to ground zero to reach uh, the Memorial at 8 46 AM on the 11th and, honor the fallen.
0: Yeah. And I'm going to give you a loud and, and, and vicious knuckle bump from today. I'm in Charlotte, but I, uh, I'm going to tell you, brother, uh, if you ever ask me to ruck anywhere, I'm I'm there for you. Uh, but, uh, you know, thank you. Thank you. I'm just honored uh, by your shout-out. And I'm also going to say I I appreciate everything you've done. It's been a – I think it was funny. I think at uh, GrowRuck24, you uh, basically, when you <laughs> gave me the patch, you were like, how many times are you going to do this? And I said, not very many more times <laughs> uh, because I, I think I'm kind of getting wore out on this. But, uh, obviously, it's these events are super fun. I'm hoping the listeners stay energized Every single one of these is different, and so if you can just, um, you know, I think 2022 the schedule is, I'm, and it's phenomenal. And I, as much as I want to tell you I'm done, I'm, I'm definitely a hard commit for Valley Forge and probably a couple other ones. So, good. You know, uh, all I can say is, uh, brother, keep up, keep up the good work. For everybody else, I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for being a guest. Talk to you later.